Well, hi everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode on uh, Duels Within Us. Um, so as you guys have been listening to this podcast, um, I'm the host of Duels Within Us and uh, we hear the mission here is to share stories of Duels making an impact within their communities and around the world. And I'm really excited to have with me here, Rebecca and Misha. Um, and I'll just give it to them to introduce themselves. But what I really like about them is, uh, and we'll go more into this in the episode, is they came up with this game called Unspoken Words. And um, and I'll just let them kind of explain that. But one, they are from Babson, which is where I graduated from. And I really love Babson. And I really want to spotlight some of the stories uh, that come uh, that come from my, from my alma mater. And secondly, the game, which we'll talk about it, Unspoken Words, is really compelling to me as an immigrant in the United States. And um, I'm just really fortunate and just excited to have them on the podcast. So um, Rebecca, I will just give it to you guys. So please just tell us a little bit about yourself and Misha, um, whatever way you guys want to do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we actually both grew up in Southern California, and then we both attended Babson for our undergrad. Um, I didn't actually choose a concentration, but studied business at Babson um, and had a great experience there. And then after graduating, I moved back to L.A. Um, we're actually currently living together in L.A. And um, we are both working full time right now, and I'm working as a recruiter for a consulting company. Yeah, and then at Babson for me, this is Misha, by the way, I also didn't concentrate in anything, but I focused in marketing. So right now we both graduated in May of 2021, and I'm working as a product marketer for a tech startup. That's awesome. Yeah, so by the way, Rebecca spoke first and Misha spoke second. (laughs) Yeah. Just just to clarify that. So uh, I'm just like a follow-up question on that. So uh, at Babson, did you guys, I mean, this is something that, uh, when I was reading the, you know, the blog that was written about you guys, and by the way, that's how I found out about uh, Rebecca and, and like, you know, what you guys are building and, you know, how Babson had that influence on you guys. Um, is this, was this part of a hobby or a fun, like just a fun thing that you guys do on the side uh, that led to producing this game? Like what are the, what are some of the hobbies that you guys had? Um, just growing up and maybe at Babson that uh, intrigued you guys about what you guys are building now. Yeah, for sure. Both of us have really enjoyed playing like board games and card games. That's something we did throughout college. I definitely played with friends in high school as well. Um, So kind of we we shared that common interest and then we were kind of brainstorming ideas of starting something together. And then we were like, yeah, we both really like playing games. It's like a really fun way to connect with others. And then both of us also share a similar background. So ultimately that's um, how our idea came together. That's a perfect fit. And I mean, we'll go into the, 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 this, this uh, unspoken words, but let's just take a step back. Um, so how would you like growing up in, in, in LA? Um, and like, how was the experience like? Because I think it will give the audience some, um, just some context, right, of what, what it was like uh, when you guys were growing up. Yeah, so for me, I grew up in the suburbs Misha, of... Misha is the one speaking now. Yeah, <laughs> I grew up in the suburbs of Los Angeles. So it was a suburb that was predominantly white, but I grew up in an Asian household. So my dad is from Hong Kong and my mom is from Taiwan. But then I went to high school um, where it was like predominantly Asian. So there was a really mix of 
um, different cultures. Yeah, I had similar experiences. I grew up in a suburb as well, um, and it was predominantly white, um, but differently than Misha. My high school was still like predominantly white, but overall like pretty diverse. Um, so it was definitely interesting because there was definitely a strong like Chinese community um, where I grew up and I would go to Chinese school on the weekends. I went to a Chinese church, but um, at the same time, it was, we were still like a minority. Mm, got you, got you. No, that's very interesting. And so... And I know this is not part of the, the, the because now we, I just want to go into uh, the, the game and the passion project you guys built, but um, just adding up to that, how did you guys meet at Babson? Yeah, well, we actually met right before we uh, like started going to Babson. There was like an LA meetup for incoming students, alums, current students. We both attended. That's how we met first. Um, and then once we started going to Babson, we like, met each other again and since we already knew each other it's kind of easier to connect we knew we were both from southern california and uh, we ended up joining like similar like clubs and orgs on campus so we just ended up running into each other a lot and then that's how we became friends well, and we, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, i was just going to add that we connected super fast because we had very similar upbringings and we just shared so many experiences growing up as daughters of asian immigrants and just having a similar upbrings we really like we really like um like we really connected on our struggles like growing up whereas we felt we had so many different misunderstandings with our parents and we had there's like a lot of fights that arose from it and we realized that oh these like misunderstandings like stemmed from like cultural and like generational differences with our parents yeah and it's so important and I know um, that's one thing that this game addresses, and it has a huge. I personally think that that is um, is a reality that most of you know these generational differences um, experience. And I think the the game, um, which I haven't played by the way yet, uh, but <laughs> from what I read, and I think from what um, um, you know, just what I've read from about you guys and what the game does, I think it addresses that uh, very. Uh, succinctly uh, just a quick one did you guys like each other when you guys first met <laughs> I think like when I met her I didn't have like I wasn't like oh we're gonna be best friends like right away but I mean she was nice yeah. and I was like oh, okay like someone that like a familiar face that I'll know at Babson but it wasn't like right off the bat Mm. Your best <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I made a first good impression. <laughs> I automatically liked Rebecca when I first met her. Oh, so, that's, that's yeah, good. We, like naturally became friends all yeah. the time. Yeah. That's good. It, I mean, it shows like this company is going to make it. Um, anyway, <laughs> so uh, please tell us about this passion project of, of yours. Um, and just, just give us an idea of, you know, how this really, I mean, maybe you guys, what was the aha moment of this, right, um, for you guys? Like, this was like, this is, this is, we should do this. Yeah, so throughout college, we really wanted to strengthen our relationship with our families. We really started to think um, of more, like, personal growth and how our parents, like, really sacrificed so much um, growing up to get us where we were. And we realized that we wanted to get to know our parents better, but didn't know where to start. And we saw um, in the board game market that there is conversation starter games arising. 
but none of these games really focused on immigrant families. So we thought that maybe we could we could start and create this game dedicated for immigrant families to really um, strengthen um, these relationships and build like deeper connections. So that's how we ultimately started Unspoken Words, which Mm. is a conversation starter game designed to encourage more meaningful conversations within immigrant families to strengthen their relationships. Yeah. Yeah, Another thing is we spoke to a lot of our friends that had similar backgrounds as well, just to see, is this like something that they also would be interested in? Do they also face similar struggles? And after speaking to um, a lot of people, we pretty much heard the same thing across the board was that they wanted to get to know their parents better. They grew up having, you know, some conflicts with them that had to do with like cultural differences. Um, And a lot of people were open to kind of using a game as a way to kind of start um, start like having these deeper conversations. Most definitely, most definitely. I, I, I can relate to that. And, you know, from what I think something that you just um, mentioned in the, you know, while we're prepping for this was you guys started this in the, quarant- in the quarantine, right? In the quarantine. Yes. And um, was this in LA or back in, this, was, this has to be in LA, right? Yeah, so actually we lived um, right when like, um, right after COVID started, we actually were able to quarantine with like six other friends um, at one of our friends uncle's houses. So it was just all us like all same year um, Mm -hmm. students were all like doing online internships or working. And so that's kind of when this idea started because Misha and I were really just brainstorming. We really wanted to start something. We weren't sure if we wanted to start like a business or what, but ultimately we came up with this idea and we really liked it. Um, we felt that there was something there and then we've been working on it since. So it's been like over a year and a half now. Yep, that makes sense. And you guys took a gap year. Yeah, gap semester. So we were supposed to graduate in December. Both of us were going to graduate early. Um, and then because of COVID, we decided to push it back and instead take a gap semester, focus on um, our game and just focus on, um, you know, other side projects and then go back to school and then graduate in May. May I ask, were your parents okay with that? I think my parents well they didn't really have a choice I kind of already made my mind up but then once I told them that I'm not just going to be like laying in bed all day playing games I'm actually going to be working on this passion project they were pretty like open to it and like originally I was planning on graduating a semester early so it didn't make too much of a difference because it was like an extra three months until I graduated yeah same here as like I just basically told my mom, like, you know, it's like COVID right now anyways. If I go back to school, I'm not going to have the same experience. I'm not going to be on campus anyways. Like, might as well push it back a semester, see if things get better. Obviously, it didn't really change the situation much, but um, it worked out where we just graduated with the rest of our class. That makes sense. I mean, COVID was a great excuse. I remember <laughs> for anything, right? Mm-hmm. I think when you could make an excuse for anything, not to hang out with people, <laughs> you know, not to go to certain weddings. I mean, it was a great uh, it was a great excuse, but I'm really grateful that you guys used that to build something, right? That was not only beneficial to you both, I mean, and to your closest peers and the people you guys interviewed, but it has an impact to make a difference uh, within communities that, to be honest, especially in the climate we're in, the United States can really have a very, um, can really build that trust that exists within farming. So, and, and that's what I find very amazing, right? Um, it's a good use of time. 2020. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. And so when you guys were thinking about the game, right? And and you guys were doing the brainstorming. Um, you know, it you know, it looks like there are many games out there. 
uh, that perhaps might have a similar, um, I would say value proposition. Let, let me use that word just because we're all Babson, right? But <laughs> just to break it down, the value proposition is just like, what's, what's the, what does this do uh, for a particular customer or someone you're trying to help fulfill a specific need or a struggle, right? And if it's a successful business that comes with exchange of value, financial value, right? Um, when you guys were thinking about this um, unspoken word and you guys look at what was out there in the market, what was the, the opportunity or let me say the, the lack of, the lack of thereof that you guys felt like this is something that our game can fill in that void or perhaps make something a, lot, a little bit better, right? In terms of communication. Yeah, so we've seen other conversation starter games in the market, and we've actually seen like not many, but like one or two pop up dedicated towards um, building like um, a deeper relationship with your families. But we didn't see any of them dedicated towards the immigrant experience and understanding like more about cultural like heritage and where like our parents came from and their home country's culture. So we saw that as like a great opportunity for us to create this game where we even have a category just centered on culture and immigration. Do you have anything to add, Rebecca? Yeah, I mean, I think like, of course, we could play these like very general conversation starter games with our parents, and we would still get to know them better. But as Misha mentioned, because we have specific questions that are really just asking about what it was like for them to immigrate, what it was like when they first came to this country, and those like very specific questions, I feel like it's more applicable to children of immigrants because our parents have very different experiences than, for example, parents that are, you know, like fifth generation have been in this country for like their whole, like, uh, like they've lived in this country their whole life and their parents have as well. I, I, I totally agree. I'm a big fan, so I'm biased, but I see the value and the, the opportunity there because once I got it, I mean, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a millennial. I mean, my parents are not here but I just based on looking at my nieces and nephews and my siblings, you know, having spent some considerable time here, I can see how that game can add value to that family, to that family unit. So mm-hmm. I'm biased and I, I think you guys, you guys hit the sweet spot that uh, if you guys capitalize on, um, it can really make a difference from a cultural point of view, socioeconomic as well as you know, making money for yourself, which we'll get into that. I mean, I that's, <laughs> that's a big thing coming up in April, which I will mention at the end that please for our audience, uh, um, if you're joining now, um, um, you know, Unspoken Words is um, just a great game that Rebecca and Misha just uh, are working on. And they have something coming up in April, which we'll talk about at the end of the, at the end of this episode. But now, I mean, starting something is really hard, you know, um, and I know most of, uh, we're privileged that we surrounded ourselves with entrepreneurs at Babson and we got to see the struggle. Um, what what were some of the struggles that you guys experienced early on? I'm, I'm, I just want to, the goal is to be as candid as possible because I know um, at, the, at the front end, it looks very uh, amazing and fun. And with uh, you guys have been on uh, Babson alumni uh, Instagram post. Um, <laughs> You guys are making the news at Babson uh, blogs, and you know it's been it's been read by a lot of people. And, and unfortunately, and like fortunately, that's how I met you guys, right? And there's a lot of praise that comes at the front end, but at the back end, you know, it's really hard. This you know, there's a lot going on. So, can you guys just please share uh, 
with us, um, what were some of the initial struggles that you guys experienced um, when you guys started? Yeah. Are you guys are building? Definitely. Um, we definitely, there's a lot more struggles than we thought, you know, when we, sure. I feel like coming from Babson, you know, you take FME or you take certain classes where you basically have to like create a business. And of course, during that process, you kind of get to experience some of the challenges, but I feel like not until you actually try starting your own business, do you really, you know, experience everything and realize there's just so much that you can't really prepare for even in school. You just need to like try it. So I think one thing that we first struggled with was trying to find a balance between um, school and also working on this and all the orgs we were part of, basically like managing our time. Um, Obviously that's like a skill we already were working on in college, just like balancing our time in general, but then adding on this whole like passion project, side hustle, it was definitely hard because um, we obviously wanted to graduate, you know, finish strong with our classes, but then we wanted to dedicate time to this game. But then at the same time, we also wanted to have a social life. We wanted to, you know, spend time with friends, make new friends, you know, like during our um, last year or so. That was something we struggled with a lot at first. And we're still struggling with it because now instead of school, we have work full time. And um, it just happens a lot where, you know, we have a full day of work. We're pretty tired. We don't feel necessarily motivated to um, work on unspoken words, you know, in the evening. So, um, you know, we're kind of like testing out different schedules still right now. We've been sticking to a pretty consistent schedule of working in the morning before we even work on our full-time job. So we'll usually work like eight to 9 a.m. So that way we can't use the excuse of being like tired from work. Um, So yeah, that's worked for us so far. And just like trying to like keep a consistent um, schedule um you want to yeah and then I think another struggle we we've dealt with was we started this game when we were seniors in college so and as students we didn't really have any money so we didn't have upfront like investing to get us started so we were really trying to like keep our costs down as much as possible and try to start um and create our game like from basically from nothing yeah I mean yeah yeah, go ahead. Go, oh, go ahead. ahead. No, I'm saying like, you know, this uh, uh, cost, uh, financial cost is um, it's a burden for, I think, almost every entrepreneur. And also starting with little money. And I, I know how frustrating it is. It's actually, it makes you understand as a business person, a businesswoman or a businessman, um, just how to be very frugal, right? Because mm-hmm. I think it's like, if you know how to spend less and do more, you definitely have the, those are the ingredients that I think are critical for being a successful entrepreneur, right? Um, as challenging as it is. And I mean, worst case scenario, as a student too, no student has money, even in the school. <laughs> there's no, there's no rich student, um, no, unless you are, you know, son or a daughter of a rich person. Yeah. So you're coming with that added, added advantage. I just want to add something with reference to with school and work, right? it's very surprising that when you're at school, you're always like, oh, if I get out of school, I'll have more time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys experience that, right? When you start yeah. talking about, oh my God, I miss school. <laughs> yeah, like I actually think at school, you do have more time and freedom um, versus now when we're working, we also have to deal with just other like adult things like, you know, paying rent and like all these things that like at school, you don't even think about. So, you know, it's not taking up any brain power. You know, instead of just going to school, 
to school to get food from the cafeteria we actually have to make our meals like buy groceries (laughs) that's a struggle yeah. I mean, it's a real struggle, right? But I think, uh, and, and please, Rebecca has something to say, but I, I think like adding to that, right? Um, there's something that comes with having the co-founder, right? And mm-hmm. I, I, I really like the fact that, and, and I mean, that's the next section we'll get into, but having someone that you can share that struggle and also the growth, um, it's pretty profound. And I, I guarantee like in the next two years, three years, when you guys are raising a million dollars for this, <laughs> which, which is gonna happen, is um, you're really going to appreciate this, these moments, right? When you guys were trying to figure out how to pay the rent and how to manage what are working in the morning versus night. Because I think those are critical pieces that is necessary for building culture within the company as you guys get there because you are competing, you're always competing against different interests, right? I'm trying to find which one is that that I can really focus my time on and build a specific project to a point where uh, it becomes independent of you. So you walk out of the job, right? Yeah. Perhaps, you know, at some point you guys have eight employees, 10, 20, and you want to make sure that you're giving away some work to them without feeling like, oh, this person cannot manage this very well. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's, it's, this is necess- it's painful, but necessary, right? Yeah. And so I really, I really, I really, I really like the fact that you guys, that you guys mentioned that. And, and I think it's critical for even our listeners, you know, this is, this is not easy it's not easy, right? And it's not that fun all the time yeah. to manage that. Yeah. I told Rebecca like a week ago that I would have like given up by now if I didn't have her. Like she helped me stay motivated so much when I like just felt like when we were going through so many like issues with, you know, just getting our prototype for a game. I was like, I got like pretty discouraged, but having Rebecca as my co-founder was so helpful and allowing me to keep going and just keep pushing myself. Yeah, I think it's like having someone to go through the highs and the lows, like when, you know, we achieve something or like, you know, like seed funding. It's like we're so excited. We can celebrate together. And then the lows when we're like just very discouraged is kind of like, you know, it's not just me that I'm like working on this for. It's me and Misha. And we're, you know, we have like a purpose to our game. And so we're like, oh, we need to just keep pushing through. Was there any time you guys were both at the low? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's been, there's been many times I think like while we were at school uh, we're not at school we were living off campus but during our last semester there were times where we we're like oh this is like we're not being consistent like you know we'd be really like hard on ourselves like oh we haven't worked on it in like a few days and like you know we haven't been making progress and then we just kind of like we have to reevaluate our goals reevaluate our timeline there's been so many times where we have to push back um, our like deadlines we set for ourselves because they were just unrealistic and then I think when you do that over and over again it can get very discouraging yeah like those on top of it uh, one yeah. of uh, so adding to that because I mentioned both lows was that did you guys have mentors at Babson uh, or people that you guys could reach out to uh, just to you know uh, you know for encouragement or just what's of advice or um, and you know, you guys mentioned a lot about you know, the rocket pitch, the fast track cohort, uh, Butler launch pads. I mean, Butler launch the people at that, you know, um, people that which have been have been fortunate to meet some of that are just incredible, right? How did that help you guys, and maybe still helping you guys today, just to make sure that if both of you guys are down or both of you guys are loggerheads, which I don't think you guys are based on the relationship you guys have, but um, how do you how, how has that helped you guys so far? 
So during our gap semester, we actually joined Babson's Fast Track cohort, which is basically a group of entrepreneurs trying to start their own businesses. And we meet every week to discuss any challenges we're going through. And that really helped us stay accountable and motivated where whenever we get stuck on something like, oh, next step is we need to create a website. Well, we don't know how to create a website. Then we'll go to our weekly cohort meeting and ask for advice on ways we can um, create our website. So that cohort was really helpful in making sure we were progressing and setting goals and staying accountable and sharing with our cohort on what we're working on and so we were able to like progress a lot faster. Yeah. And um, in the fast track cohort, it was like led by Cindy Marmer and she's helped us a lot. Um, and then also there were like, you know, professors that we could go to. Um, there were times I feel like where we needed like a professor to like write a recommendation for us to get like seed funding or for um, not, not the rocket pitch. What was the other one? Oh, the beta challenge. So we um, like the professor that we both really like to go to is Professor Rourke. Um, so she's someone that like supported us, you know, ever since we were in her class. And then, um, yeah, we shared our idea with her. And then, like, even now, like, she's always, like, retweeting her tweets. And yeah, it's just, like, so great to see her support. Yeah, so um, there's definitely people at Babson that uh, really, like, encouraged us along the way. And a lot of resources that we were able to use. So a shout out to Professor Rock and yeah. Cindy. Cindy, yeah. Cindy, right? And, yeah, Cindy. Cindy's amazing. Yeah. Shout out to Cindy. Uh, that's, that's amazing. And... Um, so something really exciting is coming up in April. April is always a great month, right? <laughs> April Fool's Day. That's true. Spring. Spring. The weather gets. I mean, you guys are in California, but the weather here is horrible. Um, this um, you know, I think this what else? Oh, the Earth Day. Earth Day is on. Oh April. yeah. Uh, so it's an incredible month, but I mean, there's something really more, more, much more exciting. <laughs> And please, can you tell the audience what you guys are planning on in April and how they can sign up and just you know, get updates from, from you? And I'll include all the links in the description, but if you guys don't mind sharing, I'm very excited about it. I actually subscribed on two different emails. <laughs> yeah, well, we are planning on launching our Kickstarter campaign in April. We don't have a date picked out yet, but right now it's looking like it'll be towards the end of April. And right now, um, if you want to be notified of when we'll not launch, you can sign up on our website, unspokenwords.com. Um, and then you can also um, sign up for the pre-launch page to also be notified. And that's through Kickstarter. And we have all the links on our website um and you can also follow us on our social medias to stay um you know keeping up with our journey and yeah we're really excited because we've worked on this game for a while and it's kind of like all coming down to this campaign also rebecca you need to do sales yeah good sales pitch <laughs> thank you <laughs> that, that was like we're just like we're just going right there um yes yeah, so, and all the links will be in the description um i'm really excited for this you know they said late uh, April or LMA, but you know, just uh, if you subscribe to the website, you definitely get the updates on that. Um, this is really exciting. I'm sure next year we'll be talking about something else. How you guys are shifting <laughs> from left to right, from the east, uh, from the west to the east. And, uh, Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm so I'm more. I don't know why I'm more excited than you guys. Actually, 
maybe because we're talking about it every day so we're like in my head I'm just thinking all the behind the scenes and logistics that needs to get done before the launch so of course I'm excited too but at the same time yeah. I'm like ooh, we need to finish this 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 we appreciate though you're yeah. our, you are our hype man yeah <laughs> that, that's my job um so um just now just getting into I, I really like this section of the the podcast because it gives gives me an idea of what is what is behind the entrepreneur like what what do you aspire beyond the product or the company and how do you want to make an influence on others right because i think the, this podcast the premise of it is that we want to spotlight people like you to um give people an, a context of like this is possible i can do this um, um it is hard but it's, it's possible, right? It takes work, it takes some um, support, it takes some partnership, but I can do it myself. And as female entrepreneurs, young female entrepreneurs, you know, trying your best to live as young adults, you know, being responsible and also trying to build something that uh, can have an impact, not just, I think not just in the United States, but across uh, the world in order, because we have immigrants everywhere. I mean, US uh, is there because of the US, but the immigrants, everywhere i really like the fact that um you know you guys are doing this because there are young women out there that will see what you guys are doing and say you know what i can do it you know the young black women young asian women out there that i will be really inspired by work and this is what i love so i get really excited about this this portion of the podcast because i think it just goes beyond what you and, uh, and me are doing right you, you know really impacts people's lives but just going back to you, both of you, how do you guys manage manage stress? You guys have a lot going on. Um, you know, you guys are humans, right? Um, what what makes you centered? Because I, I try to ask this because I want I want to make sure that people know that you know you have to have a balance, right? Um, beyond the extreme hours that you might get up at five a.m. to work on it, there has to be a, a you know you have to do something extra to compensate for that extra hour of time just to make your mind balanced. Do you guys have any stuff you do uh, that makes you uh, not go crazy? <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of hobbies we do. Like that's literally just for fun. Like mm-hmm. we're not, we don't want to like do it just to like get better or for a certain goal. We're just doing it because it brings happiness to us. So I've been going to the gym every week with Rebecca and that's been super helpful and just, you know, releasing some energy. And I also personally like to read a lot and go on hikes. So just having hobbies outside of work and this passion project has been super helpful for me. Yeah, I think it's just important to like set aside time for yourself it doesn't matter what you're doing whether it's like self-care or doing you know a hobby or something um I think that's important um as you mentioned to keep the balance that's amazing do you know I don't know I struggle to go to the gym I need to find (laughs) yeah I feel like I mean one way is like by finding someone to go with so like I usually go on my own but um Misha's been like starting to go to the gym so I've been you know like showing her how to you know, navigate the gym and show her exercise. But it's like, I think because we go together, it's like just more motivation to go. I agree. I agree. So I just need to find a hype partner. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. That's good. No, th- thanks. Thanks for that recommendation. <laughs> so I, I, there's something, I mean, we have, we have, we had a document here that we shared before the podcast and 
the one thing that you said, and maybe I'll answer the question for you, is like the best advice you've ever received. I really like the answer here, but I want you to just share that because I think that's the whole essence of that's the whole essence of life in general, right? It's based on your answer. Can you just share? It? I don't know who answered it. Was Michelle? I'm sure you both. Yeah. So growing up, my dad has ingrained this advice to me. Like every single time I have a hard exam, every time I just have a hard assignment or going through tough times, and he's always told me that it's about the process and not about the end goal. So he really instilled in me to enjoy the process, enjoy the challenges and struggles because you really can grow from it and not about just caring about the end result or what will happen. Yep, yep, I agree, 100%, 100%. As I said, basketball fan, there's this player, Joel Embiid, he plays for the 76ers, Philadelphia, and that's like his mantra, it's the, all about the process. But when he lost one of the playoff games, he was like, I don't care about the process. <laughs> it's hard in the moment. Hard in the moment. So thanks so much for sharing that, Misha. I think that's valuable, invaluable. Um, you know, it's, it comes, it's patience. You know, you do, but with patience, right? It, it comes, it's, it's, um, it's somewhat of a, it's a fine balance, right? But you have to really appreciate the process. I think that's where everything happens. Um, so thank you so much for for sharing that. Um, any any uh, books you recommend uh, as as uh, something to the audience to just be thinking about or trying to read as we as they navigate their own personal journeys or if they're thinking of doing something within their communities. Yeah, I mean, a book that I'm currently reading, I actually see it behind you on your shelf. It's called <laughs> Atomic Habits. Um, (laughs) yeah, I'm not done with it yet, but I've been enjoying it so far. Um, and a lot of people recommended it to me as well. So might as well recommend it. Um, but it's all, it's a book, just all about forming habits. And I think that's something that's important in all aspects of your life, whether it's work, business, school, whatever. Um, it's like, you know, forming these like little habits and doing these small actions daily can actually lead to like, you know, a huge change, a huge result. So I think it's, um, something important to always be working on, like getting rid of any bad negative habits and then trying to work on establishing any habits that you want to positively affect your life. Yeah, that's a great summary of the book. I love it. And I just like it standing there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Point to like, um, great, great recommendation. Um, and I think this, this is the most fun part for, for me. Uh, how, what, what will you tell uh, just the young young uh, young? Uh, young ladies out there who are trying to build something, not just building companies, but who are trying to do something uh, that can make a difference uh, for themselves as well as for their families or their communities. Uh, any, any advice um, or just how to think about it uh, through the process? I think the hardest part is to start because it's so scary, right? Taking that risk. But I think once you take that jump and try to start something for yourself it's a really fulfilling experience and that it's okay to fail we feel so often like we've made so many different mistakes but we've tried to take failure as like learning experiences mm-hmm. and that we're growing and that by failing fast and early now that we can be that much better in the future yeah and I think another thing that I would um you know advise is to not be afraid to reach out to strangers for help. I think that's something that's helped us so much during this process is, you know, we 
didn't know anyone in the game industry. We didn't even know anyone really that like had worked on a Kickstarter before. And so everyone that we've talked to so far has just been from us cold emailing or cold messaging. Um, And everyone we've spoken to so far has been so supportive and so nice and willing to share their experience. And each person, you know, has connected us with other people. And so just by taking, you know, a leap of faith and just sending a message, we've been able to meet like a ton of like really amazing people that have, you know, worked on like really cool games or have launched very successful Kickstarters, people that we never thought we would have, you know, spoken to or had contact with. So I think it's, you know, just reach out to other people for help. I completely agree. Both points are great. I think the studying is hard, but once you start, it it makes, it opens doors for you, right? Um, I, I mean, I couldn't imagine if, you guys didn't start. Would you guys won't be on this podcast, right? Yeah, <laughs> I've never met you, and you're amazing. Exactly, and I mean, you guys are more than amazing for sure. And and just adding to that, so going to uh, Rebecca's point, right? Uh, uh, reaching out to people is key. Um, very nice people out there, and supportive people. That I'm so happy to hear that you know people have been really uh, supportive as well. So um, I hundred percent, in fact, hundred twenty percent agree with both of you on this. Uh, having having that that perspective early on um, in, in your careers and in your lives. Um, also, just just and I know uh, Rebecca gave a very good sales. <laughs> um, I just want to include that again at the end. So um, and maybe Misha, you want to do the plug now? Uh, so late April, what happens or May? Yeah. So on end of April, we are launching a Kickstarter to bring our idea to reality. And you can go to like unspokenwordsgame.com to sign up to be notified when we launch. Amazing. I, I forgot to add one thing, uh, ask one question. In, gen- in terms of just um, long-term goal, right? 20, 30 years uh, from now, um, wish you guys would still be very young. How do you guys see the impact on this game? Now, in just terms of legacy, how do you guys see the influence of just starting with this game? on communities, immigrant communities, or just like the war at large? Yeah, I think one thing is just like by telling our story of, you know, how we were able to start Unspoken Words, all the struggles we went through, we hope that that can inspire other young female entrepreneurs kind of as we've been talking about. I think, you know, for me, like hearing other people's stories has, you know, always inspired me. And it's seeing someone that has, you know, like looks similar to me that is doing something amazing inspires me because it makes me feel like, oh, I can do it too. So I think that's definitely one way that um, we want to like leave a legacy. Yeah. And another way is after talking to so many children of immigrants, experiencing the same problems as us, having so many misunderstandings with their parents because of cultural differences, we hope that do our game and just do our mission is to help like immigrant families connect deeper. Amazing. Amazing. I, I can definitely connect with this. I think I'm, I'm a, I'm a, potential customer I'm actually a customer <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this that is on record I'm gonna buy the games and send them to my nieces and uh, nephews. Uh, so this on record for sure and, and many more thank you. We appreciate you guys can hold me accountable like this, this <laughs> so, but I really want to thank you both not just being on the podcast but having the courage to start something and I, I um you know I've been uh I personally, I, I know the struggle of starting something and, you know, just being so dreaded by feedback and 
and just like if this fails i'm like you know how people talk about it and just the opportunity cost the emotional opportunity cost is so high and for both of you to take that leap of faith not just to build a prototype but to envision how this can uh, be mass produced um it is more than inspiring and i am uh, just to say this we have had three entrepreneurs on this podcast that have raised over three million dollars wow. and i invited them before they raised the money yeah. so there's a trend <laughs> there's a, but no by the way each of them raised three million dollars so it's this oh, about wow. it's about nine million uh and some change yeah and just surprise and i think the trend continues. I, um, <laughs> yes. Not pressure, but but I think beyond that, beyond that uh, great work. Thank you so much for what you do for your for the community, and I think um, that this this is a story that has to be told around the world. And I, I I feel blessed and just honored that you guys were able to come here and share your story. So uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we, we're very honored to share your platform to be able to tell our story. Yeah. It's, it's my pleasure. And uh, to Babson, uh, Babson, thanks. <laughs> thanks for this. Yes. Okay. So I'll see you guys in, uh, uh, to all the audience members, uh, all the, uh, our audience, please. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Um, again, this unspoken words, all the links will be in the description box below. And uh, see you guys in the next episode. <laughs>